Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Somebody that knows all about Disney and is one of the go-to Disney commentators, at least on the in the world of YouTube, is Mousepiration Mike Mugiri. He is uh, an expert on all things Disney and the co-host of Diz Life Live on YouTube. Mousepiration Mike, thanks for joining me. What's going on, Frank? Are you there? Can you hear me good? I hear you perfectly. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> Absolutely, buddy. What's going on, man? Wonderful. It's great to talk with you. Now, um, tell me a little bit about uh, about your what inspired your love for Disney. How long have you been following Disney as a brand, and what was it about Disney that you first found so alluring? Oh, dude. All right. So this goes back to, I mean, it really goes back to childhood, and I think a lot of diehard Disney fans would agree it always goes back to childhood. Uh, but more so from a mature standpoint, uh, in high school, I was just running with a bad crowd. And, uh, you know, <laughs> transparency got in trouble with the law my junior year. And my dad said, you know, all right, well, now you got to get back into extracurricular activities. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll start playing ball again. In my high school, every program was full, couldn't join any team. So I joined the soccer team. That was the last resort. And uh, my second practice in, they canceled the soccer team. And I was like, oh, I didn't want to go home. Because if I told my dad now, I have nothing to go to. You know, you can only imagine what's going to happen. He's <laughs> like, uh, so I was like, all right. So I saw my friend Alex waiting in the lobby. And I says, what are you waiting? And he goes, I'm trying out for Disney. And I said, what do you mean you're trying out for Disney? He's like, well, you know, the school's going to Disney World and we're going to go to perform. I was like, well, that's cool, I guess, whatever. And he goes, you know, well, there's 40 girls going and about four guys going. Mm. So it was a, you know, junior you high school. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I'll try out too. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, so uh, I ended up trying out. I got in and we went to Disney. We performed in Disney. We performed in Universal. Um, and it was like my first real mature trip without my parents in Disney World with a bunch of people. Uh, and it was February of 2003. And there was a bad snowstorm happening here in New York. So on our last couple of days there, we were kind of stranded in the hotel lobby. And Disney basically says, you know, why don't you come perform for us again? Come back to the parks. Enjoy the parks on our dime, you know? And the only only thing we had to pay for was the hotel, which was at a discounted price. Um, it was like right outside the Disney, at the time, downtown Disney. Um, and I thought that was really cool. You know, sure, so, they're a billion-dollar company, but oh, why sure, would they no, care absolutely. about kids from Staten Island? Absolutely. You know? But what exactly were you doing to perform at the parks that and that where they would essentially invite you back to do? What were you doing? We were just performing with the high school man. In, in the, oh, um, cool. There's a theater right next to the Carousel of Progress, or it was there, and uh, we, you know, just for anybody who's walking by can come watch us sing and dance and just classic tunes and everything like that, and. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, like I was like, why would they care about kids from Staten Island? So it got me looking into the company at that time, uh, which led me looking into the ethics and the morals and just the business standpoint of Walt Disney, the man himself. So I fell in love with Walt. And then, of course, it takes me back to childhood because I'm like, you know, through my parents' divorce, when we were poor and things like that, like Disney was always there. I always had those Disney, Disney VHSs. And anytime mm. I stayed with my mom, 
um, you know, we watched Beauty and the Beast on a repeat and had to sit there and rewind it and then play it again, you know? Was that your um, favorite so Disney film, by the way? No, it was, de- it was definitely Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin. <laughs> okay, no, yeah. I, hey, Aladdin's great. Aladdin is uh, is great. So you've been doing these uh, terrific video blogs. I sort of binge watching a whole bunch of your videos to, uh, yesterday, and uh, they're terrific. If people want to see them, they can go to mousepiration.com. It's mousepiration.com, or just search on the YouTube, Mousepiration. And there's, there, first of all, the production value on these videos is terrific. The content on these is great. It's very funny. Uh, you have one where you're kind of getting shaved like uh, Walt Disney. You have one chronicling your first magic uh, trip to Magic Kingdom of the year. One where you review the new Star Wars uh, theme park. Uh, and they're very clever and very amusing. When did you start doing these videos? So that actually, uh, during COVID, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of alters everyone's life. I uh, started a Disney podcast called Mousepiration. And um, I just wanted to talk about Disney, you know, something that meant, meant something to me. And I figured, like, a lot of people are sitting at home right now. Why not? This is perfect time to start a podcast. Uh, I think a lot of people started a podcast during COVID. Um, but then I met my fiance, my fiance currently, during COVID. And she says, did you ever hear, you know, about Disney vlogging? I said, no. So she showed me one channel, um, which was Resort TV One, and they were live in the parks when it just had opened. And they were walking through the parks, and I'm watching these guys walk through the parks, and they're just walking and talking, going live. People are throwing money at these guys to go to the park. They're donating and saying, I, pre- I can't be there right now. I'll go get a pretzel on me. And I was like... This is wicked cool, man. Like, I have a acting and filmmaking background, and these guys are in my happiest place, walking around, getting paid to do it. I was like, this is, this is a real thing. So it kind of led me into this vlogging community, and once I did it, it, it was – I caught the bug. That was it. All right, that is uh, that is pretty neat. And again, if people want to check out the podcast, if, if you want to search Apple iTunes, it's just Mousepiration. There's some great stuff on here. We're talking with uh, Mousepiration Mike Mujiri. He is uh, the co-host of Diz Life Live on YouTube. And uh, so, Mike, I think a lot of people might have been following this Disney versus Florida story with half an ear. Maybe they heard some rumblings a while ago about Florida passing something called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Maybe they heard something about Disney employees, or as they call them, cast members, being upset. And then maybe they heard something about Disney responding to the state of Florida. But can you give us a Reader's Digest version of what led to the current beef between Disney and the state of Florida? Uh, I mean, in, in the world that we're in today, it doesn't seem like you can have an opinion that goes unnoticed. Um, so I, I, it's really hard to speculate what started this all. But of course, like it says, it's what the media is calling the don't say gay bill. But I don't know how many people, including myself, can really commentate on what the bill is. Because if you looked at a bill, I mean, it is thick. I mean, it is right. There's thick, a lot of man. aspects to it. Right. So I, you know, f- from what I've seen online, because me myself, I've never, re- you know, actually sat down and read this bill. It doesn't say the word gay in it, but I understand what Ron DeSantis's objective was or is. Um, and then again, I also understand Dizzy's standpoint. But that's the beauty of this country. You have an opinion. You can voice your opinion, so on and so forth. And I think the straw that broke the camel's back of Ron DeSantis. Uh, was Shapek. You know, Shapek s- spoke up and said, this is where we stand. Shapek is, th- the, is the current CEO. 
Yeah, and I think he's trying to appease, uh, you know, a small group of people at a time, not focusing on the, you know, guest experience as a whole or, you know, his dominant demographic. Um, and then when we say cast members are upset, I think all cast members are upset because you can't please everybody. So some are saying, yes, Shapek did the right thing voicing his opinion against the quote-unquote don't say gay bill. Um, but then there's cast members who understand Ron DeSantis, and then there's people who are just completely neutral. Like, I, I'm Switzerland, dude. Like, I'm going to go to enjoy Disney and the parks because when we go to the parks sometimes, sometimes we get kickback from, like, our friends, family members. Like, how can you support Mm. This company in this time right now, and we're like, dude, I don't care about these right. politics, you know, it, man. I'm it, just going to the park. It's so like, funny. I, a friend of mine uh, was over on uh, over this past weekend, and he's a very conservative guy, very supportive of what DeSantis is doing with this uh, so-called uh, "Don't Say Gay" bill. Agrees completely with it, but he just took his son to Disney World, or, or all of his children to Disney World, and he said, "Shh, don't tell anyone." And then I said, "How was your trip?" He said, uh, I've never seen my children so happy for a, for, as they were for the last week. It was really magical and we're going to take them back irrespective of what this company's doing and irrespective of what, uh, DeSantis is doing. So I think a lot of people are in uh, the same boat you're in where, you know, they, they may agree with the objective of not sexualizing children, but they also want to take their kids to, uh, to enjoy, uh, Disney World. Now, one of the criticisms of Disney from Florida and from other other people has been that as a company they've become too woke uh, and there's they did away with saying ladies and gentlemen in the announcements at least that was reported I don't know if that's accurate and uh, there was a, a statement put out to appease some of the employees that were upset about the company's silence on the so-called uh, don't say gay bill there was a statement put out that they're going to make sure that fifty uh, percent of the, the the products that they come out have characters that are um, I don't remember the word they use, but underrepresented groups could be gay or lesbian or minority. Can you can you speak to that at all? Uh, is Disney as a company becoming too woke? So and I hate, I hate this term, man. So do I. Because, you know, woke is essentially it, it had a whole new meaning just a couple of years ago. Woke actually made you feel like you actually are a, awakened from living in this matrix of a world. And realize, you know, some of the stuff that the media puts out there is kind of, you know, fabricated. <laughs> Who would think, right? Mm. Um, so I, I, I don't understand this whole where the woke came from where it's like, well, now if you're supporting an agenda, you're, you're, you're essentially woke. Um, but it, again, it's like, dude, I, you know, it's really just hard to commentate because I, I think it's great. That Disney is fully inclusive and they want to, you know, open people's eyes to a certain, you know, perspective that uh, the typical American family has definitely evolved. No doubt about it. But to push the agenda, to, to announce your stand on it and do that, that sometimes does a lot more damage than actually doing. I mean, they say, you know, actions speak louder than words. However... These words are, are, are kind of damaging to the company, and especially when you put something out there and then you kind of pull back. So now you're trying to appease one group, and now the other group comes in. Like you can't appease everybody. And, and you know, for, for years, I mean, yes, Disney has been in the political game, 
but nobody knew about it. Mm. Right. Nobody they were making their was contributions to the Republic. quietly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the way it should have stayed. Right. So maybe the CEO and the, the company shouldn't have said anything about this legislation, irrespective of what the, the cast members were saying. Exactly. Because – and it just seems funny that there is a huge uprising to support DeSantis from cast members – and we're seeing a lot of these petitions being built and stuff like that. But there was no petitions that I've seen that were revealed to support Shapek. It was just saying, hey, Shapek, you know, it's kind of like he got a pissed off email from somebody. We don't even know if it's from a cast member saying, how come you're not supporting this? And then Shapek says, oh, I got to say something. Right. Said right. something. And then it kind of just spiraled out of control. I don't think he was really too ready to grant that, uh, you know. Backlash on what he was going to say. Uh, we're talking with Mouspiration Mike Majeri. You can check out his website, Mouspiration.com. The podcast is on there. The videos are on on there. The YouTube videos are really great. So in a nutshell, the uh, what the state of Florida has done, at least effective June of 2023, is they've taken away their special self-governing status. What does that actually mean? And is that a big enough deal that it would ever drive Disney theme parks out of the state of Florida? Well, so now it's going to fall on the shoulders of either Orange County or uh, Osceola uh, County. And forgive me, I'm not saying that right. I just moved to Florida three weeks ago. Oh. Um, yeah, man. So it's kind of good to hear all these New York accents coming out on air, too. Uh, makes me feel like I'm really at home. But, uh, you know, I, I really don't know what it means. But here's my take on it, too. Bob Shapek's contract is going to be up for renewal before Reedy Creek actually gets dissolved, because we have until June of 2023, there were, you, you could redistrict, you could rename, you could do a bunch of things, or there could be another CEO already lined up behind Shapek that may come in and be a savior mm-hmm. or look like a savior. Um, you know, I, I can't heavy lies the crown, but then again, you choose to wear this crown. <laughs> and and I, I saw reported that there are still some tax breaks that Disney is still enjoying that DeSantis hasn't taken away yet. Is that accurate? I'm not too keen on that. I, you know, I, I really wouldn't know too much about what those tax breaks are because, again, I haven't actually sat down. And right, because you're worried anything, about going yes. to the theme parks and doing fun videos, not necessarily the ins and outs of Disney's tax policy. Of course, right, man. Sure. That's what the you know, like someone said previously. We're talking about the housing market and stuff like that. Is people are willing to pay? You uh, know, that's that's uh, the story. I'm just about out of time here. Lightning round, real quick. Best restaurant in World Disney World? Any of the parks? If you had to pick, what's the best restaurant? All right. If you're walking around the parks and you're like not dressed in your best, uh, let's say you lay in Epcot, definitely a upscale meal, but doesn't give you that pressure to uh, give me the name get again. Up. Give me the name again. Les Cellulay. Les Cellulay. And Epcot serves yeah, booze, right? Unlike, uh, unlike Magic Kingdom. Um, sure does. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you had to pick a favorite theme park, what would it be? Uh, wow. Um, this has been like a <laughs> trolling question for a long time with a lot of people. Gun of to course, your head. I would Gun say to your ma- mouse ears. Ma- what is it? Ma- Magic Kingdom, but currently Epcot just because of the festival food. Okay. All right. The festival food. Hey, um, is the new Star Wars theme park open yet, and how is it? Galaxy's Edge is fin- fantastic. Um, the most recent addition to that has been the the Starship Cruiser, which is that uh, Star Wars hotel that connects directly to Galaxy's Edge. But Galaxy's Edge, I gotta say, is one of the most immersive 
experiences you can have inside of a Disney park. The only th- the only flaw with it is when you're outside the park, you can kind of see how the structure looks. And it's uh, – so, I mean, from the parking lot, you can tell, like, oh, that's not really Galaxy's Edge. Uh, and I don't think that would be uh... – Lastly, if somebody is taking their kids to Disney and they're an adult or even a grandparent, uh, what would you say is the best Disney attraction, could be a ride, could be whatever, that adults would enjoy? Oh, that adults would enjoy – I mean, nothing – hey, listen, they put the, the flying Dumbo – uh, ride on the on every commercial for a reason. I think it's a quick, good ride. Lines are typically always short for little kids. For the adults, it offers uh, just a, a good nostalgic Dumbo. feeling. Okay. You know, Dumbo. Dumbo. Hey, you uh, can't go wrong with Dumbo. Uh, Mouseperation, Mike. It is uh, a real treat to talk with you. I hope we could chat again. Good luck with uh, with your videos. Hope everyone checks them out at mouseperation.com. Thanks so much, Frank. Take care, brother.